and welcome to episode 51 of the Paul Norton podcast. It is 8 p.m. on a Friday evening. I'm here with my green tea, my pregnancy pillow, and just thought I'd record a podcast. You know, I love these podcasts because I don't have a script, I don't have any agenda, and I basically come on here and I experience, I show you what I've experienced through my week, through my day, whether it's fat loss, whether it's weight loss, could be confidence, motivation, and last week's podcast was amazing. It was a belter, and it was based on relationships, and you know what I've gone through, and you know being vulnerable and talking about my emotions and stuff like that. And you know I've got some amazing guests lined up in the next couple of weeks, like fantastic guests. But today's podcast is probably a bit of a follow-on from last week, and. You know, I've been doing a lot of work on myself, you know, mentally, physically, you know, I've been seeing a therapist the last like, you know, six, seven months, relationship one and a shadow work therapist. And I've learned a lot of stuff, but what I've learned is that the journey never ends. And no matter how much work you do on yourself, we have to put it into practice. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's say if you're in college for five, six years, Realistically, it doesn't matter how much of a degree you have. It's about you going to the workforce and putting what you've learned into practice and just experiencing it. And you're not going to be flash off the first go. And what I've learned is like, you know, I've done a lot of work, a lot of work and a lot of tears, a lot of sweats, a lot of everything. But that's all well and said, but you have to put it into practice. And one thing I've learned this week is like, you know, this week was my biggest test in terms of what I've learned. And this is a, it's a deep one, but I hope it relates to someone somewhere who's listening to this, like anywhere across the world. I hope it relates to you. And if it does, you know, send me a message, you know, sharing your stories because I'd love to hear your story. But one of the biggest realizations I had this week is any of my past partners, they all had a, a pattern. And when we look at dating, we look at, you know, we all have a different attachment style and we all have like a love language. So for me, my love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. What that means is like when someone, you know, gives me physical touch, whether it's a back rub or holding hands or, you know, scratching your head, just stuff like that, you know, hugs, cuddles, kiss on the head, all that kind of stuff. And then words of affirmation, you know, let's say someone's saying they love you or you know you thank you that's so good or that's amazing or you're so thoughtful you know words of affirmation that's my love language but what i've realized is that i have in from when i go back to my childhood you know my parents are amazing people my mom was it you know the world of my life and you know she's passed away now but they never showed me any like physical affection nor was there any love shown you know there was quite the opposite you know my mum was going through harsh times so was my dad and my childhood wasn't very good in terms of like there was no love like no affection and my mum like there's times where she said I wish you weren't born or useless or you know you're going to amount to nothing in life <clears throat> you know my dad never praised me never give me any look well done son or I'm proud of you none of that stuff 
so for my whole childhood i was brought up with like known that was my that was common ground and i adapted so my what i've noticed is that and this only happened this week is that my ex-partners any of my people who have been with i've always been drawn to the people who weren't very affectionate weren't good at you know words of affirmation basically someone who didn't wouldn't didn't like physical touch and wouldn't like praise or wouldn't be thankful and was kind of you know that kind of an atmosphere and i couldn't really link it it was just it baffled me and you know went through a breakup you know a couple months ago as you know and you know it was quite hard and i kind of started dating this this person recently and there was a few red flags in the first you know the first date or two that was um okay and you know kind of let it by him there was another bit of red flag and you know before in this situation i would have just kept on going i would have you know because i'd always get drawn back to and a few red flags kind of continued and then there was a you know last or last night yeah there was a just happened again and you know it just i was in this position where you know i was in the bed and you know this person you know you're you don't make any effort you're not you know you're not good enough and i should deserve more and i expect more and all these hurtful stuff you know this has been going on for you know let's say the last two two weeks and you know it's been niggling at me like little remarks here and there and i stayed there because of what i used to i was used to i'm used to someone telling me oh you know you're not good enough you're not putting the effort in and even though i did put effort in you know whether it be going for romantic picnics whether it's taking something over dinner i was it was still never good enough no matter what i'd done in this instance i just it wasn't good enough and it brought me into a deep dark place you know because all this work i've been doing for myself and loving myself i was faced with this like it was like being back when i was younger again and it was it was a very surreal feeling i know last night you know i was shaking my everything was just like trembling because just brought back a lot of memories from my childhood in terms of you're not good enough you know you're making no effort you're and it just it came flushing back but last night i just you know jumped out of bed and i said look at you're emotionally hurting me here i said you've been nothing only hurting me the whole time and it's just been constant digs 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 everything i do isn't good enough you know everything i do just isn't good enough for your standards and i just walked out and left but what I've come to realize is, and this is big because I used to do this as well. And, you know, everyone is only doing the best they can with the tools they have at the present moment. So, you know, let's say this instant where I was, this, I wasn't good enough, I was all this stuff. This isn't a reflection on me. This is a reflection on that person about their insecurities. And I know this because I've been there before. I used to do the exact same and you know in my past relationship because I was not at peace with myself because I didn't love who I was internally I was so insecure so what I would do because I didn't feel good enough in my own skin because I was insecure what I would do is I would try belittle someone else I would say that's not good enough or you put no effort in or I can't believe you're five minutes late or you didn't do this and you didn't do that and all I was doing is I was trying to make the other that other person feel so bad that I'd feel good about myself because I would feel like I'm above them because this person is no good. Because I would, you know, pass these remarks the whole time, belittle this person, you're not good enough, you know, can't believe you've done that. 
you should have. And here's the thing. In a relationship, friendship, anything, when you hear these words, you should have or you could have. You know, they're not very nice or you need to. Them words, you know, you should have took me out for dinner or you need to take me out for dinner. You know, or you could have taken me out for dinner. Them words are damaging because that's just someone reflecting how they feel onto you. And I've been there before. And it was only last night where I linked it all together. And this situation, like, of, you know, it happened. And again, I feel sorry for the person because that just shows where they are in their life. And I've been there before. And I've got a lot of work to do myself. A lot of work to do still. No near where I need to be. But last night was a pretty good indication of how far I've come. And to be able to acknowledge that situation and remove myself from that situation rather than drag it on. Because in the past, I would have stayed there. And even last night, I had this niggle in my head. Oh, you stay there, Paul. Do you know Jesus? She's a good looking girl. You're never going to be good enough for anyone else. You should stay there. And we're always going to have them thoughts in our head. Just remember last time you had a fight with someone and you had that thought. Oh, you're not going to do better. Oh, he's a, he's a great looking guy or she's a great looking girl. If you leave now, you're going to get nothing like that. We've all been there before. Same with a job. And last night to remove that situation, I was physically shaken. Like, physically shaken. I couldn't believe it. And left anyhow and, you know, just thinking today and went, done some meditation and it just like it hit me just like that it's like that was me a year ago that same person sorry drinking my green tea there and again it comes back to it's not on me it's on that person it's their insecurities because they don't feel good in their own skin because they don't feel good enough where where they are at in their life right now that the only way they can feel good and feel in control is by putting someone else down. To put putting someone else down beneath them so they feel they're higher, that they're up in this higher platform and then they feel good about themselves. Because when we have people like this, no matter what you do, you're never going to be good enough. You know, as an example, like I went for a romantic picnic, wasn't good enough. Cooked dinner, wasn't good enough. Brought the person out for dinner, wasn't good enough you know just whatever i'd done it wasn't good enough and it hit me the first few days like why what am i doing wrong here but then it's last night i realized that this isn't on me and i went through a bit of a stage there you know last week or that and it's again it's only been two or three weeks since i've known this person as an example and again this is not a it's not slate anyone it's not it's not bad in anyone's it's just how it's just my experience of what i've gone through and what i've learned is sharing to you so it's not about he or she done this. That's not what it's about. It's about just what I've experienced, what I've learned. Because this could help someone. And even like last week, I was saying to myself, ah, you know, this is this is it. You know, she's a good looking girl and this is part of the process. I just need to up my game. And I found myself blaming myself. Oh, well, maybe I should have, maybe on the second day, I shouldn't have went for a romantic picnic. Maybe I should have went out for an expensive dinner instead. I found myself having these thoughts in my head, like, you know, these little thoughts in my head. Or maybe I shouldn't have went here and I should have done this. Because this is what this person wanted. And even though what I done, like, I don't, you know, they said a picnic, it was never good enough. That picnic could have been, 
in Mount Everest and it wouldn't be good enough. I could have brought that person out for dinner, you know, and you could have spent $1,000. That wouldn't be good enough. You know, and even like, you know, last night cooking dinner, it wasn't good enough. You know, to me, like, if you're if you're seeing someone cooking dinner is the best time to get to know someone. To me, it's bonding. Like my last ex-partner, all she wanted me was to cook dinner with her. And it wasn't because I was in that mindset that, you know, why should I cook dinner? I'm too good to cook dinner, you know. And again, I've learned a lot of stuff for about me. But last night, really, like just, it was like a nail in the head. And when you have someone who was constantly putting you down, you know, whether it's you should have done this, you could have done that. Oh, I can't believe you're going there. Oh, I can't believe you're wearing that dress. Oh, you're going to spend that much money. I can't believe you're getting your hair done again today. I can't believe you got that coach. Or, you know, I can't believe you're going to the gym again. All this stuff is putting you down. And it's not it's not on you, it's on them. But I know what it's like because I've been the other end. I've been the person who was so insecure about my own life that I would put anyone down. No matter what anyone done, whether they paid for it, went, brought me in holidays, whether they brought me coffees in bed, whether they brought me care packages, whether they gave me back rubs, it wasn't good enough. And last night, I just, it was a bit of a shock today when I realized that that was actually what I was like in the past. And I'll tell you one thing, it gives you a bit of a kick in the arse when you realize like how much of an arse you've been in the past. And then to see it from the other end of the shoe, and to, for someone to do that to me is like, wow, it's it's shocking. And talking to a friend today, and I was just saying like, how many people in the world are in, are in relationships because of that same situation? Many people in relationships and they're constantly getting put down by the partner. You know, you should have done this. You could have done that. Can't believe you didn't do this. The partner's constantly putting them down. And we stay there is because it's what we're familiar with. If you didn't get much affection when you were younger, didn't get much love, if you've seen the same patterns in your parents, you're going to be used to it. If you've seen your mum or dad putting each other down, you're going to be used to it. So you stay in that relationship because you're familiar with it. It's absolutely mind-boggling. And how many people in the world are like this? I wait people just because they're drawn back to it. It's like me. Even though what happened, I'm still drawn back to that person. I'm still drawn back to that atmosphere because what I'm used to. To break away from it last night was huge. It was like the breakthrough I needed because honestly, it felt like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders for the past 32 years. Do you know, that's how long I've been carrying this weight in every relationship. So for me to walk away from that situation like that, realize why I walked away and realize it from both parties, it is a game changer. And again, we all like, I've got a lot more work to do and so does everyone else. Just because I realized this doesn't mean I'm going to stop. And I feel like this is another thing is that a lot of people will, you know, they might get, have a therapy session, they might go see a life coach or whatever it may be for a few sessions. And then they think they're fixed. Asher, look at, I've, you know, I've done five weeks of, of coaching or life coaching. I'm fixed now. I'm, you know, I, I know my, who I am now. You know, you should fix yourself. And that's a bad attitude. For me, like, I've been six months with two therapists and I have no desire to stop because I'm learning more and more. If I have this mindset, I should look at, I've, I've done six months now, that's me done. Like, 
you're you're telling yourself you're going to stop progressing in life and progress from learning and, and going deeper because every situation every time i go to see my guy every week we just unravel more and more and more and it's probably why it's helped me in all areas of my life but for me i've always struggled relationships and you know last night happened that was good because it's given me such a good indication of who i am as a person and what what pushed me forward because this certain this instant this this these last few weeks have not been pushed forward the situation didn't complement my life it complicated my life that's the difference here if someone was into your life and it complicates your life especially in the first couple of weeks it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the case someone should complement your life and this isn't a reflection on them or you like people have their own work to do people have their own journey in life and let's say this person had their own journey and they have a lot more to probably figure out about themselves and i'm excited for that person but it's not up to me to judge it's not up to me to bicker or complain like it is what it is i feel like whatever's happened in the last few weeks it's been good on both parts it's made two people well me anyhow to realize a lot about myself and what i look for in a partner because here's the thing no matter what we say we all kind of want the same thing for me i'm not really about casual sex or friends of benefits for me like i want to meet someone who complements my life do you know I want to be able to meet someone and grow as a person. And if that results in a relationship, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, kids, even better. But for me, I know where I am right now. I know what I want. And because I know what I want, where I'm going to be with my life is like, I want someone rather than need someone. And I said this last week, for years and years, I needed someone in my life to fill a void because there was something missing. And what was missing was like I didn't love myself because I'd never really experienced love from a young age to partners and never know what love is. But when you can love yourself, be truly happy with yourself, when you find that person, they will complement your life. You don't put them down. You work together. If you have issues, you communicate. You never use, you never use these words, you should have taken me out here or you should have done this or you could have done this. Because them three words are such a sign that, that the insecurities are coming from you. Now, we're all going to have arguments here and there. But them are the three words that, for me, is break to. You should have, you could have, you need to. It shouldn't be about that. You should grow as a couple, grow as, as two people. If someone's putting stuff on you, if you've done something, that's fair enough. You talk about it, communicate, you unravel the issue and you move on. If you don't keep burning up, you should have done this, you should have done this. All I've asked for was this, this, this. You communicate your needs, vice versa, and you, you go forward. We don't hold a grudge because people have different needs. You know, we all have different needs. But what I've come to understand is that, you know, for me, physical touch, moral affirmation are so, so important. So if I'm dating someone who hasn't got them, that's not in them. It's, it's for me, it's, it's, it's hard because that's what I desire, it's what I long for. You know, and, you know, I've met a, I've met a, a girl a wee while ago and um you know a wee while ago now when she's she's overseas and when i you know there's there's a bit of a spark there because physical touch where they like just everything that i've longed for in a partner this person has it all and 
kind of get a bit vulnerable here, but it probably scares the living shit out of me because here's the thing. I never got that as a child. So to have someone come into my life who shows like me physical touch, shows me worth information, like is always like giving me all this love, attention. It just feels very, very foreign, scary foreign. And, you know, I'll see this person again, hopefully when she gets back from overseas. But it's scary when you start linking everything together like what good for you and i know this person compliments me from what i've not we've known each other for a wee while but this person compliments me do you know there's them feelings there but when you have someone who doesn't compliment you you know doesn't like help you with your basic needs whether it's physical touch or affirmation it's going to be a hard a hard road to go forward i'm not saying it's not going to work but i'm saying for me personally it's not going to work if someone's love language isn't to you know, give physical touch words affirmation. For me, like that's it's just it doesn't do it for me. It's it's not enough, unfortunately, and that's fine. That's why love language is such a powerful thing, what I've found to realise. Because I'm not saying that it's not gonna work. But let's say if this person knew that my love language is physical touch and words affirmation, regardless of you not doing it, you try and make some sort of an effort. So let's say for me, if I like someone really, if we get on well, and let's say I know their love language, just because I don't particularly like doing it doesn't mean I don't do it. I should try and do it. Because that's what it's about. It's about working, to, you know, working together. So just because like, you know, if you don't like giving physical touch or word of affirmation, that's fine. But relationships are a two-way street. It's working with someone. If you know someone's love language, that's half the battle. Because then you might know, Jesus, this lad is a bit sad today. He's, you know, he's a bit you know down. Maybe I should give him some physical touch or you know, physical attraction. Maybe I should give him some more information. You know, top you up. And that's what it's all about. It's about communicating backwards and forwards. It's like if, I, if someone I was dating, their love language is physical touch and, and let's say quality time. You know, and they were upset. Well, I'd say, hey, do you want to come over to my house? I'll cook you dinner, watch a movie, and on the couch I cuddle her. You know, I'd probably give her a head rub, might give her a massage, because I know that she's upset, and I know that her love language is physical touch more affirmation. So if I know this, I can make the effort then to make this person feel safe and secure. So you see how how we work together. It's not about working like, oh, you pay half the bills. But it's about like making someone feel safe and secure, making someone feel wanted and needed. You don't have to be in a fancy restaurant, you know, paying $200 for a piece of steak to, to, for someone to, you know, to show love. Because that's very materialistic. Showing love is someone who's on the sofa with you, who's talking, listening, you know, who's made you dinner, who's made the effort to be in your company. Not this thing of, oh, we need to go for dinner to have quality time together. We need to sit in a noisy pub, you know, across from each other. That's fine and that's well. But that's not what relationships are about. And I feel nowadays, everything is so materialistic. It's, you know, you go on the Hinge or the Bumble or Tinder, you're swiping for the next best thing, next best thing. You know, you're going, oh, let's go to a fancy restaurant the first day or second day. It's very materialistic. And this is what it's all about. Oh, well, if he doesn't take me to dinner on the first day or the second day, he must be shit. You know, he's no good. He doesn't put in the effort. 
But I disagree because here's the thing, quality time, the effort you put into conversation is far more superior than any fancy dinner, than any fancy dress or suit you wear. Because you can, somebody can bring you to the fanciest restaurant in the world for a first, second day. You can have the best suit on, the best dress on, and they might not put any effort into that chat. Someone could take you then, let's say, for a walk to go get a sunset, have some ice cream, sit down, and actually put the effort to get to know you as a person, to make you laugh, to make you smile, to give you attention, to get to know you wholesomely. That's far more important to me than anything materialistic. And I feel like the date nowadays has gone so far-fetched because we're all in this materialistic way. No one wants to get to know each other. It's all who can buy me this, who can bring me here. That's not what it's all about. And for me, like it's it's just going back to old school and we're just, everyone's so used to having this and that and that. But again, the biggest thing for me is, as I was saying, is to just, you know, be yourself, put in the effort and don't like just, don't mess people around because it's not really fair. But that's my two cents on, you know, dating, what I've gone through, my realizations and, just to kind of refresh on what we just kind of went through there. If someone's giving you a hard time, if you're dating someone, whether it be two weeks in, whether it be six years in, if someone's constantly putting you down, constantly telling you're not good enough, you're not putting the effort in, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. First of all, you you know, you need to acknowledge whether, you know, maybe if you're someone who's, let's say you're married, you've got kids and you're doing nothing, that's a different story. But, if you're doing something like, you know, you've communicated with your partner, you've done, you know, you've expressed your feelings, expressed how you feel, what you do, but they're still putting you down, they're still making you feel like shit. That's not on you. You know, that's a reflection on them and how they're feeling in their life right now. Because they want to put you beneath them so they can feel better about their lives and their life. And as hard as it may sound, I know. Because I've been there before. That was me like only last year, a year and a half ago. So for me to get to get past that and to see it on the other end is a it's huge. But again, so many people go through this stage and you know, if your parents or your relationship was, you know, like that, you're gonna be drawn back into that that reality. But again, love language is so important. If you know your someone's love language, you know, you that's the effort because you, you're halfway there because you know what their needs are. Because relationships again, it's about complimenting someone's life not complicating it and it's about like working together as a team and if that means that you know you don't like giving someone a head massage or you don't like holding someone's hand or rubbing someone you know giving affection when you're at home alone if that's someone's like love language is that's what that's what makes it work that's working as a team compromising because that's what's filling other people's needs are like you two of you grow as a couple and you know for me that's what i found is that that's really important to me because I lacked that as a child. Got no physical touch, no information. So when someone tells me that I am not good enough or not putting the effort in or I'm doing this or I'm that or I'm lazy, it just makes me feel very hurt and very, very hurt. And it just gets me, it just drags me down completely and I just shut off. And what I realise is the reason is that because it comes back to my childhood. I'm rather than walking away, I stay there because it's what I'm used to. Then when I have this girl in who's showing me, you know, physical attraction, she's showing me world affirmation, I get a little bit scared because 
it's, it's foreign to me but i know like it makes me feel so wholesome so secure it makes me feel so good about myself and excited of like what they could penetrate into but again it scares shit out of me because it's not what i'm used to but that's what for me that's what tops me up that's what gives me energy and i even know i was texting this person it's like my energy like it's it's next level it's like sky high and that's the difference when you're dating someone who doesn't top you up someone who does top you up you know you're someone who compliments your life someone who compliment complicates your life and i've got two examples there like and it's it's crazy but life's a learning curve life's about learning and for me it's like health and fitness it's not just about weight loss and fat loss because life is more to that and me as a coach i'm very raw i'm very real i've been through you know a lot from like childhood traumas to you know losing my mum at a young age to traveling the world by myself at 21 to being homeless for like a week and a half in new zealand to you know being cheated on to break up to you know all that kind of stuff and going through like this stuff now and like i've been the skinny kid who got bullied i've been the overweight kid who got bullied i've been the overweight guy who got pains in his chest because he was so overweight being the overweight guy who got you know bullied for being fat in new zealand you know being the guy who was never good enough to play sports and i've been through it all and for me like health and fitness is not just about calories and training it's about the whole areas of like mindset and how we view it that to me is more important so it's why when i do these podcasts i just no script i just talk because it's, it's just being real and that's what the world is missing nowadays is people being real so much people are worried about what people think and oh i can't say this i can't say that for me like i just speak i speak my voice whatever comes out comes out i'm very honest i'm very real i don't bullshit i don't tell lies you know well the other lie here and there but not a, you know i don't blackguard people and i'm very my clients know this my me and my clients are best friends like i will advise my clients you know every day if i have to like just you know they're part of my family and for me like doing these podcasts about just being real because there's so much people online who are after the likes and the follows and the shares and they're not real they're like they're not the real person they're putting on this persona for me like this is real this is if you went on a first date with me you know this is i like raw conversations i like getting down deep i like like being vulnerable in front of people that's who i am and that's the way i'm always going to be and that's the best place to be because let's say you go on a first date with someone and you have this fake persona it's not you you better have to be real and be raw from the very get-go that person likes it game on that person doesn't like it that's fine because i'm still happy in my own skin that if they don't like me of who i am that's fine i'm not going to change so the biggest thing is that when you're doing anything just be you be your true self but also acknowledge that if you've got insecurities that you need to deal with them because if you're with someone you're constantly finding flaws if you're constantly trying to put them down if you're constantly saying you know this and that and you're you know putting all back on them you need to realize that that's probably a lot to do with you as well so we have to be able to acknowledge and take responsibility of your own emotions too and not just put it on other people because you feel it's easier if you've done something wrong if you feel you're not good enough in your own skin or you're not comfortable work on that work as a couple but don't have it one way system is that you're doing this you're doing that you're doing that 
Because you, if you find yourself constantly bickering at someone, constantly putting someone down, feeling like you're constantly have to tell them to do something, then you are not a good match. And you might have to do a bit more work on yourself to be able to, you know, because if you're with someone for months and months and you're still doing the same thing, you need to either cut the ties or you need to work on what is causing these insecurities. You know, what's causing the issues because you're you're with that person for a reason, but you're constantly trying to find flaws in them. And a lot of time when you find flaws in other people, it's actually flaws in ourselves. I've done this before. I've, again, I, I know this. So me finding flaws in my ex-partners, it wasn't on them. It was actually me judging myself and my flaws. But rather than, rather than being real and, and fixing it, I try to push them on other people and make them feel so bad, then it makes me feel better, even though they're my flaws. So you might have noticed this before partners, you know, that they might say, they might pick up all your flaws and they keep on picking and picking and picking and picking. But really, it's not you. It's not your flaws. It's their flaws that they're reflecting onto you to make them feel better. And it's crazy how the mind works and all this kind of other jazz. And it's something that I'm, I'm learning more and more of. The more I'm doing this shadow work, this therapy, you know, the more I'm digging deep to my emotions, like who I am as a person, how I deal with situations, how I speak, the words I use. And, you know, all this stuff is, it's, it's amazing. And I, I feel that there should be a lot more of this stuff in school because if I had known like these, how to deal with these emotions, how to have these people skills when I was younger, it would, it's amazing how that could change like the whole world. Because the moment like the whole world is in the same place, we're all going through the same issues and I feel that this year alone relationships is a massive area it seems to be a topic that everyone is speaking about everyone seems to be unhappy everyone seems to be not feeling good enough men and women and it's 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 growing quite fast even online you know people I speak to people in relationships aren't happy people are it's sad and it's, it comes down to I suppose people not knowing who they are or not be dealing with probably issues from the past because we've all had issues in the past we've all had little traumas here and there and when we've had traumas uh, traumas as a child and we haven't dealt with them like like me i carry them to my future and it's only for you know the last six months i've started digging deep that i've understood them a lot better but i wish more people could go down that path and actually learn about themselves more learn about their traits and learn about like what's good for them and vice versa and also know when they are being insecure. Because here's the thing, it's not a nice thing to admit you're insecure. Because I never admit it. I would never say I was insecure two years ago. I would say, you're crazy, just leave me alone, don't speak to me. Whereas now, I, if I have an issue, I, if I'm being insecure, I know it. And it's like, you know, someone said to me, oh, you're very sensitive, you're too sensitive. And that statement really hurt me. Because it's not that I'm sensitive, it's just that I'm I'm very open with my feelings. I'm not gonna bullshit someone around. So being just being sensitive is like, you know, if you whatever say boo and someone runs away, that's but but if you're if you're expressing your feelings, that's not being sensitive. Do you know? And again, this comes back to someone being insecure. If someone thinks I'm being too sensitive for voicing my opinion, for saying how I feel, it comes back on them that they're insecure, they haven't not able to voice their emotions and not have to be emotionally available like I am let's say and 
it comes back down to that very same principle. Me being told I'm too sensitive, it's not, I'm not, it's not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of that person because they're insecure about their emotions, that they're emotionally unavailable to express how they feel about different situations. So when someone says to you, oh, you're too sensitive, I can't deal with you, you're too sensitive. I can't be with you, you're too sensitive. That is not on you. You are not sensitive. You are emotionally available and you're expressing your feelings. It's that person who is telling you that you are sensitive. It's because that's a reflection on them. And they are so insecure about their own selves that they are emotionally unavailable and they don't know how to express their feelings. They don't know how to express their emotions. They don't have to be true to themselves. That instead of them admitting that, they'll blame you. You're insecure. Like how many times have you been with someone? And I've said, oh, you're too insecure. I can't, I can't be with you. It's like, it's a sorry, this is over. After like seven dates, you're too insecure. I've said it before. I've, I've said it before in dates. So I like, sorry, you're too insecure for me. I can't do it. Or you're too sensitive. You're so sensitive. But they weren't. They were just expressing their feelings emotionally. But the difference in expressing your feelings and telling someone, you know, you're being lazy. You're not putting the effort in. Or, you know, you're not good enough. There's a difference in them. So being sensitive is like me bringing up my feelings that I'll actually think that you telling me that I'm lazy, I'm not good enough, is very hurtful. That's just me expressing my emotions and dealing with the issue there and then. So it's a massive difference. But yeah, I really hope this makes sense. That was a, a fantastic podcast. I love I love doing this. Like, I love like when, you know, I'll go by the week and I just have a realisation and I come on here to podcast and share last podcast got a lot of downloads a lot of shares and it, it just made me so happy to people listening to me baffle on here on a friday evening but as always i really hope you enjoy this podcast and you know if this is helpful if it's helped you in any shape or form you know don't be afraid to send me a dm you'll find me paul norton fitness on instagram you know if you can it'd be great to share it onto your stories you know the more people can see this it could probably help someone because i feel like there's someone out there who is probably going through the same they're in a relationship and they don't feel good enough because their partner is putting them down. And if they can hear from my end of the stick and hear my views and how I've been on both ends, this could help someone. It could help potentially save someone's life because we don't know what people go through mentally when they're in a relationship that's, that's like mentally and emotionally draining. So if you know someone, send them on this podcast, share the podcast on your stories, tag me in it. I just love to hear your feedback as always. We will see you next week. Take care.